RadioInfluence.com. So I, I guess we're we're back here at the uh, the DJ Can podcast, and um, this is like a this is one of those days that I kind of thought this day might be coming, but I wasn't sure when it would get here. And 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 let me explain this to you. Um, for everybody who's been rocking with us here at the DJ Can podcast, first off, major super duper. If I was a kid, I'd say expialidocious shout out to my girl, Brittany Gonzalez, because I really did appreciate um, a lot of what we were doing here at the DJ Can Podcast. But in all total transparency to everybody that rocks with us here at the DJ Can Podcast, one of the biggest things to me and um, the guy that you often hear about in here, his name is Jason from Radio Influence. We talk about growth. We talk about what do we want to be doing in three months, six months, a year from now. And... Um, if you've been rocking with me, you know how much that matters. If you've been rocking with me my whole career, you definitely know how much that matters. So <clears throat> one of the biggest things about me um, when I started this podcast, I didn't just want to have a podcast. I didn't just want to say, oh, my God, I need to be in the space. Let's do a podcast. So what mattered to me was not only what we brought to you as content, what we brought to you as a show, but also the growth of that show and where we were trying to go and what ultimately we were trying to do with it. And which brings me here. Um, I really, really liked a lot about what we had, but I also did not like a lot about what we had. And and by that, let me let me clarify that. What, I, what I'm saying with that is... Um, you guys have, have rocked with us all of 2020. We've all been through a lot, right? We've been through the pandemic. We've been through, I think a lot of us have started to figure out, you know, and it's not just me because I talk to a lot of people, why we're actually even here or we've discovered more about what our purpose is, right? And I say that because if you're watching the news like I do quite often, you're finding a lot of people are like, you know what? I don't feel like going back to that particular job that I had. I don't feel like that this career path is for me. I don't know if I want to keep doing X, Y or Z, because I feel like after 2020 and the things that we've gone through in this pandemic that's still here. Life matters, man, like life really fucking matters and it really matters to me. So. So at the deeper we got into this podcast and the more that we talked to some really, really dope people like Tony Howard, like just some of the conversations that Brittany and I had, my guy, Tom, who's been supporting me from day one, we had him on the pod. Of course, Frank Kenny, who was like, I got to bring Frank back. He's like, a, I don't, I don't know if I'd call him an advisor, but I do get to bounce a lot of shit off of Frank. And, and, you know, and in my heart, some of the stuff we started talking about it just didn't really fucking matter, man. It just didn't matter in the big picture of where I wanted to go with this pod, with building with you and just with one I want to see happen within the next year or so. And I think that comes from a lot of being a creative and being a creative. What I've had to understand is we can create all day. But if you don't understand this business, you will get fucked out of your creation in a damn minute. And what I don't want to see happen is that the next set of creatives, the, the the new people that I've discovered, like I found Britney or Britney was bought to me, those sets of people, I feel like there should be a lesson in a lot of these things that we're doing. So if we bring people along and we're discovering these new things and we're learning, I always want there to be some kind of a lesson in it. Even if the lesson is hold on to the shit you create or make a deal good enough that the person you're doing the deal with isn't the only one able to set their family up for life. And you're over here trying to create three more things because you got fucked out of the first two. Right. 
So with that being said, and follow me, it brings me to kind of an epiphany, I think, you know, and that epiphany was what I wanted to do with the podcast moving forward, because the next generation really matters to me. Like, like it, it, it here, here's today's headlines. L- let me give you today's headlines. I woke up today and, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to deliver today's podcast being that, dare I say it, it is the last edition of the DJ can podcast as you know it. Right. But here are today's headlines that if Britney was here, we probably would have explored. Donda dropped, which is Kanye's new album. Hurricane Ida has made official has made landfall in Louisiana. Probably would have touched on that. And that is a very serious matter. But here's headline number three that's trending that we probably would have touched on. Soja Boy beefing with Kanye. Number five or number four. Chris Brown said Kanye a hoe and he's tweaking. Number five. Summer Walker beefing with her baby daddy. And headline number six that we probably would have touched on today. Trick Daddy getting his booty ate. Man, let me just tell you something, man. I don't give a damn about maybe but one of those topics. And that's Hurricane Ida. Because I feel like we have got to start doing more with this content space, right? We've got, and and it's not going to be a super serious thing here, but I feel like I want to learn something almost every time I open up this mic or every time. And there's going to be plenty of laughs, plenty of good times, but I feel like we're getting way too much of the snicker and beef. And I ain't get into this hip hop thing to be listening to nobody's beef every day. I got into it because I love the music. I love the culture and I love everything that it stands for. And with that, you got good and you got bad times. But Trick Daddy trending because his booty getting ate? I just don't think that that's a content piece I want to explore. You know, so moving forward, um, I, I just want to tighten up the space. I don't want to tell everybody what's going to happen next. I do want to ask, though, that you bear with me. You bear with the team here and you give me seven days. You give me seven days and I guarantee you, you will be pleasantly surprised. That's all I'm asking. That's all that I'm asking. For everybody who rocks with the DJ Aiken podcast right now, give me seven days and I guarantee you, you will be pleasantly surprised. It's going to be my spill. I mean, you know, I, 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 <clears throat> you know, um, I, I'm also too open to, and please do this. Shoot me a tweet, shoot me an Instagram DM, shoot me an email, even on my website, Facebook message, whatever. If you've got feedback, if you've got questions or if you've even got suggestions, But I do know that moving forward, I just want to do more with this space. And that's all that I'm saying. I just want to do a lot more with this space. I still want to have a lot of fun because this shit is still fun to me. But if I can get one message across, it's I want to do more with this space. Because you got like what? What do we have? Like how many podcasts are out there now, Jason? Like 100,000, 200,000, two or three million? Yeah, see, two or three million. And every day I I talk to somebody at least once a day that tells me they're about to start a podcast. So all I'm trying to do is make sure that the space that I carve here, that you allow me into your day for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, hour 15, hour 30, if it happens to be that long, that I use it. All right. That I use it in a good way at that. And just a hint, I really want to use it to rock with the next generation of creatives, too, because, boy, I'm meeting some dope ass people as of late, man. And a lot of dope things are happening. All right. So just bear with me. And also, don't forget this, man. Please, please, please. Rock with me in that stadium pre-party because if one thing has got me really feeling good too, it's this relationship that I'm building with the Buccaneers. And uh, 
you as I get up close and personal with you um, in Raymond James every every football game. Like I'm having a ball with that. I mean, they gave this kid the microphone in the stadium. They gave me the microphone in the stadium. <sighs> yes. Um, before I get out of here, though, I, I do have a couple of guests that I'm going to have on the pod today because I did have some stuff to talk about. Uh, my man, Finesse, uh, just turned pro boxer, and I've been wanting to get Finesse on the uh, on the pod for a minute, man, and talk about some things that he's into. So we are going to do that today um, as well. All right. And um, so we'll do, man. Let, let's get uh, Finesse in here right now, him and his manager, and uh, see what he's got popping off. All right. I feel real good about this today because I've been I've been waiting and, and, and talking to my guy for a minute, but I finally got him here on the DJ Aiken podcast. My man, um, I'm gonna call him boxing extraordinaire because every time I've seen him, he's well, first of all, which a lot of people are significantly better than me, but I knew he had hands a long time ago. My man Ricardo Finesse Graham, and of course, um, he's got his manager on the phone too. Uh let me get your name right, Steve. Geltzer both on the line to talk you know I, I decided today I wanted to talk sports so I decided also too that since we have been talking about having this conversation for a while and I see what's happening in the career it was only right to have you on man so first of all how everybody feeling man and we, we just had a fight like what was it was it a few nights ago or a week ago we just had a fight it was Saturday night okay and Saturday so now we we three and oh two KOs right professional yeah we three and oh two ko's and we got one draw okay you know what i mean i ain't never asked you though um finesse what what weight class are you fighting in man right i'm right now i'm in between we had uh 154 and 160 mm-hmm. so right now in the beginning we do like we can do you know catch weights or just make anything to make to make the fight happen right you know so uh we we looking for fights and we trying to make fights happen within those weight ranges but really i'm a 154 i'm I'm looking to take over 154. okay and in layman's terms to me what is that is that lightweight middleweight what is that oh that is that is a junior middleweight okay because you know like like i said i'm 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 just watching and i'm I'm seeing a lot of action here so how how, i know you've been in this boxing from a long for a long time but are you originally from st pete what where are you from originally yeah i'm originally from st pete um you know, pretty much born and raised. I was, um, I lived up in St. Pete till I was about 13 years old. So from being born to 13, and then I had moved away for like five years uh, to Brooksville. And then I had uh, went to school up there, high school. And then my uh, my senior year, the last semester of my senior year, um, I moved back down to St. Pete. And I stayed here ever since, ever since then. Right. And you're a member of the St. Pete Boxing Club. I'm getting, I got right. these details down. How did you... When did you decide that boxing was it? Because me growing up, yeah, I took karate. There was some baseball, all that stuff. How did you? And when did you decide that boxing was going to be it? Um, man, like it's crazy because one day, like, it, it's really crazy, man. Like, I re- all I remember is really just working at Walmart at one point. I was working at Walmart, and then like <clears throat> things didn't work out there. So from that point on, when things didn't work out from there. I literally like went online on my phone and was like boxing gyms near me. And I didn't know nothing about boxing. I mean, I was 18, 19 years old. For me, I never did boxing before. I barely even got advice like that in my room in, in life. You feel me? Right. So with thinking like, okay, I know I'm athletic. I know I'm quick. I know I'm pretty smart. I know I got good eyes. So 
all of those qualities are pretty good that I think I can transfer over to something else. So it was all just a gamble and um, went into the game, stumbled upon it, really just stumbled upon it, man. And um, everything that I do, I go hard at it. So I guess I started loving it and um, it became like a uh, like a stress relief more than anything initially at first. Right. And um, I guess just that stress relief really just made me really want to go in, just dig, hit the bag. And it just turned out, you know, all the stuff that I've been through just really translated over. <laughs> right. So when you when you talk about how you you just looked it up and all of a sudden you was like, I want to explore this. So that first experience when you went to your first gym your first time putting on the gloves or your first time hitting the bag or even your first time actually getting hit. Was it yeah. what you thought it would be or was it a total surprise? Um, my first, uh, like it kind of took a while to really, to really get into it. Like when I first started, I went to the gym in St. Pete. Uh, it wasn't, it ain't, it ain't St. Pete Boston Glove, but there was another gym that was around. I forgot the name of it. And um, I started there. And I wasn't getting the training that I needed. Like, the gym was almost, like, pretty much closed. Um, nobody would come. They left us. Like, it was me and somebody else, and they left us with the key. We had to go, you know, kind of sneak into the gym at late night, 11 o'clock at night, to try to hit the bag. But they knew we was doing that, so it was cool. But I wasn't getting the training that I had needed. And I kind of initially lost. Uh, I did that for, like, eight months, damn near just training myself. I lost motivation. And then uh, one day, you know, one of my old friends, they had called me. It was like, hey, let's go to the gym. And I was about to say, you know, forget this. you know, Right. Forget about it. And he called me. And when he called me, I stepped foot back in the gym. And he was like, oh, I'm at St. Pete Boxing Club now. So I'm like, oh, St. Pete. He's like, oh, Keith Thurman's there. I'm like, who is Keith Thurman? I don't know Keith Thurman. The whole time, he's a world champion out of out of our city. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't know Keith Thurman. So I went to the gym. First day I stepped in St. Pete Boxing. Guess who's there? Keith Thurman. Wow. Walk in the gym, gym. First day, I see Keith Thurman. He talks to me. You know, he's giving me advice. Like, the vibe is just right. Like, everything just seems like crazy. Like, he telling me who he is. And he, you know, looking me up and down, looking at me. feel me? Just like, okay. Like, I see you. You know, like, you want to come box? You know, okay. And he actually took the time to sit there and, like, <clears throat> you know, to talk to me. Right. And from then, ever since then, um, I just I just trained hard. I just kept coming back. Um, when I got hit, like you say, was it like what I thought? I really don't know. Like I, I just think that there was nothing in the world that could have deterred me from boxing. Right. Because they're, they're like honestly, and people say have a plan B, but there was no plan B. <laughs> plan B is to stick with plan A, right? Plan B is to stick with plan A. That's pretty much it. There was no plan B. So did, so were there any so was, okay and were there any boxers that you even looked up to then I mean because like I said and and it's a it's a dope story I mean like you said you looked it up and all of a sudden you got this interest and you got this drive but you also said it wasn't something that you were like every day waking up before this time so before this or as this progressed did you have any like idols all of a sudden or growing up I always like I always loved Ali you know um. I always loved Muhammad Ali, what he stood for. I loved his boxing ability. Loved like the just I, I really just loved him, you know what I mean? Um <clears throat> so I guess he became, you know, one of my idols. I love how he was outspoken and, and, and not afraid to to say 
you know, what he wants. And um, I guess I'm the same way. You know what I mean? I want to just say, you know, I want to be free. I want to say what I want. You know, I just want to be me. Right. And be accepted for, you know, who I am. And um, I guess he was my idol when it comes to that. But initially, I never really watched boxing or none of that. Like, still to this day, I'm like, people be saying, oh, do you know so-and-so? And I'd be like, no. Still like, discovering that part. Like, oh, I don't know the hit, like the history. Like, right. no, I just like I do this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know the history like that. I just so happen to be on the way up doing this. Right. It's too many guys to look up. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's boxing's a deep game. Like, I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's a deep game, and I mean, it's a lot to look into. But I, I think you're off to a good start, which brings me to my guy Steve over here. Steve, what did, what did you see that made you say, "I want to rock with this dude"? Because your background, your background. Give me a little bit on your background. Well, you know, I, I've been involved with the sport since 2006, and um, I watch a lot of the the guys now that are on top of their game come up throughout the ranks. Um, you know, going back to what uh, Ricardo was saying, like Keith Thurman, uh, watching him fight at the Alacar Pavilion, representing St. Pete, and then come on on up. Um, you know, it, it, it's always been a passion of mine. And at the time, we were kind of at the top of our game. I worked with Nick Iannuzzi, uh, who was a cruiserweight at the time uh, from St. Pete. And uh, it was one of those things to where, you know, Keith gave me a call and said, hey, listen, I got this guy. I think he's very special. Uh, he's young. He's green. And um, he needs some good advice, some good mentorship. He goes, I've taken him under my wing. I've got him at the gym every day working with me mirroring me doing you know i'm working them out and i think that uh i think that with with you coming on board with me um you know we can we can do something with them and we can make something out of them and uh you know the thing about ricardo that i like is he's real good at taking direction which a lot of fighters in this game uh they either take direction or they don't take direction and with him he's done uh, done a, done a really good job on just being a sponge and, and just learning, you know, and, and that's every day is a learning curve, man. Every day is a learning curve when you're when you're in this sport. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those sports to where you you can't go in knowing everything. It's one of those sports that you got to go into being a sponge and constantly acting and learning on a daily basis. You know, so uh, with uh, with him, I went to the gym, watched him. Um, I'd seen him before. I had some fighters training out of the St. Pete Boxing Club before. And um, when, when I got the opportunity to sit down on a one-on-one -on -one with Ricardo um, and pick his brain a little bit, I said, you know what, man? This kid's got, got, got the knowledge upstairs. He's got the willing to learn and to be that sponge that you really need to be in order to be a world champion. Right. And uh, you got you know, you to stay humble and, 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 and really just trust the process. And uh, with all those key factors, it made me want to jump on board and, and, and really give him a hand and help him elevate his career to that next level. That's that, that's dope right there, because because at the end of the day, it is all business. Let me let me ask both of you this and either one of y'all can jump in here where boxing is right now. And with the emergence of of the UFC, um, do you feel like boxing is in its hate is is 
on a decline and needing a real nice boost to come back up since Mayweather's retired. And I guess we're going through this thing right now where Jake Paul seems to be like the hottest ticket in boxing, right? Do you feel like boxing can never get back to being... Because right now, and, and, and you can give me your opinion on this too, do you feel like boxing right now is above UFC, right next to UFC, or below UFC? And if you feel like it's below UFC, do you feel like boxing as a whole, as a sport, can get back to where it's the number one you know, thing in fighting? And whoever wants to jump in. I'll let you go first, Steve. All right, so, so, so this is the deal. Right now, right now, Dana White's done a fantastic job with the UFC. Um, the reason why is it's well-organized. Everybody knows where they stand. Like uh, Ricardo mentioned earlier, there's so many boxers in the game that you really don't know who who's the who of the who, right? Right. And Dana White's done a very, very good job on marketing every one of his fighters, uh, and that creates content for consumers, you know, the, the audience, to know exactly who's up, who's fighting, and they can study him a little bit better uh, whereas in boxing, people kind of get lost in the shuffle because there's no real organization behind the sport of boxing, if that makes sense. There's no real transparency in what boxing needs to do in order to go back to that next level is that you kind of you need to unify the whole sport, if that makes sense. You know, uh, I hate to throw this analogy out there, but like like the WWF, you know. You, you had the wrestling. Everybody knows where everybody's at. Who's got the belts? And you know, in, a, in the uh, UFC, you know who's got the belts. You know where they all stand. You know who all the fighters are, right? There's that transparency part of it. In boxing, you could throw out a million different names. You don't know what belts they they hold. You don't know what the belts are. You don't know. You don't know who's who's who. And I think the biggest part about boxing and where they've divided themselves and kind of fallen in the ranks is not creating that transparency for the fan base, right? So I think that if they organized and they unified, uh, you know, the sport and made it a little bit easier for the for the fans to follow, then I think that you would be right back up there on that on that level with the UFC and what they've been able to accomplish. Now, I think those are very valid points because we, we are in like a content content place now and everybody seems to want to know even more about the people that they're watching outside of what they actually do every day right like you said like it's you look at music right it's not just about that drake makes this dope music it's what what car drake is driving who drake is dating if drake's going live and we don't seem to have uh those as many of those those kind of characters in boxing and you're right in in the ufc they have these guys that are like we know who Conor McGregor is. We know these other, and then they have a reality show to go with it to help you. If you didn't know who they are, the people that are coming up. So when you look at it from that standpoint, you being the business guy and, and um, very much so involved in, in the coming up of Ricardo, who I seem to call finesse on the regular, cause my man. Um, what, what, what do you, what do you, what kind of things are you doing? If I can get this question, I'll get it out. He can, what kind of things are you thinking that you have to do, you know, to, to break a guy like him, who's early in his career, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's coming up. Um, what are you thinking that, what are the pieces that you think you have to make sure that you tell within his story outside of, you know, what he does in the ring? Um, you know, outside of the, outside of the ring and, 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 and developing a guy, a young man like Ricardo, um, it, it, it's real important. Uh, and, and you made, you mentioned like the, the, the Paul, like Jake Paul, right. And, 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 how he became the, the superstar sensation was off of 
his social media platforms, right. what he's been able to right. do as getting his name out there. That's real important, right? Because at the end of the day, nobody would know who he is without those platforms. So not only um, the social media platforms, you know, you got the Instagrams doing podcasts with, with guys like yourself and, and, and going out there and putting on a good show, always staying in contact and connection with your fans, the people that follow you on a day-to-day basis, setting up the right marketing team that's behind you, that's going to give you the guidance on how to pursue and build that that fan base behind uh, behind Instagram. Because Instagram right now, if you talk to any marketing team right now, they're all on board with Instagram. That is, that's the number one thing that everybody tells you out there. Hey, we need to boost your Instagram. We need guys to follow you around every day. We need at least two to three days of shooting video and content on you and you need to interact with your fans. Right. And I think that right. goes a long way with, with, with getting your name out there outside of the boxing arena. Right. Right. So, so now we're, now we're back to the actual, and I hate to say this, but you are the product. What are your thoughts on letting people into, because it, it is a different world. Like, you know, and, and I, and I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this. Cause I know he had something to say to you because Winky's my man. And I saw you in a picture with Winky and Winky's always, if it's one thing I know about Winky, he is very much open to that big brother advice. Cause things that he'd been through, he'll talk to you about it. Right. So when Winky came through this, it wasn't so much about having to, like Steve just said, have that Instagram presence, put your personal life out there a little bit, maybe not too much, but you at least, like he said, have to go live. How are you feeling about that part of the game that you have to, that you're going to have to start probably, you know, working on outside of the ring? Well, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of strange. Right. It's kind of strange, especially being from, you know, where I come from. Like I never really was the type of person, even before boxing, to like put myself out there on social media like that. Growing up, growing up, like, even as a kid, like, when everybody was on MySpace having hella pictures and stuff, like, if people try to go back and find my MySpace and stuff, like, you're not going to find too many embarrassing pictures of me. (laughs) Right. Because, like, I just never really took pictures like that. I don't really know what what the cause was, but uh, I just never really took pictures like that. And I'm now trying to get more and more, like, open up out of my shell, you know, and things like that. Like, most people think, like, oh. And then it comes to me all the time. Most people think like they look at me and think like, "Oh, oh, I know he, I know they, they may, you know, they just think they know what my life is or how I am. Like, oh, he must be doing this. Oh, he got to be having that. All the girls, blase, squase. But it's not really even the case because like, I don't, I'm kind of a shy person a little bit. You know right. what I mean? I'm kind of in myself. You know what I mean? Like, as you know, you know, I never really was like too like you know out there like that even when i was working security in the club you know i just had my business and but now that they're trying to let people into my life you know this is definitely going to be a growing process and i'm getting a little bit more and more comfortable but the camera's getting more put on me um now right. more, and more so it's just it's just gonna be a growing process for me but i'm down um to show you know certain things obviously it's kind of hard to show everything boxing because people try to you know, look up for your mistakes and things. So now you really got to actually look at like, oh, okay, what you actually put out there, you know? Right. Because uh, it's like, there's only so much you can put out because people will really be like, um, you know, they're studying you. you right. Know? Yeah, and, and the more you get out there. And I and I can tell you this, man, like like just, just from somebody in the media, right? Like, I'll say this to you, dude, because I, I go through it every day. I'm in the media, dude, on all the platforms and doing everything. 
And even still, like I got younger cats on my team, like Bree and Ben, who are super close to me with this content creation piece, right? My man house as well. They are constantly trying to get me to be like, go live and this and that and the other. And I have to remind myself. So I totally know what you're going through because as much as when I turn it on and be DJ Eakin, I like to just cool out and be with my boys. Like if we went to dinner, I don't got to film all of that. So I totally I get it. Right. But but like Steve is saying, it's, it's a very big thing. We also into being being that we're out here in this space and in the business of getting people gathered that we have to now be like open to. Like Steve said, being able to be marketed, being able to sit down and say, okay, this is the strategy towards marketing you. Because again, we want to put people in those seats to really see you rock because I think that you guys are on to something, which is why I just, I was like, man, I got to make sure I get to talk to him now because I don't know, in six months, I might have to call Steve and get on a list to talk to you. I'm not sure, man, you know. Um, <laughs> we always got room for you, baby. That, 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 that's, that's not going to be a problem. But, hey. uh, so, so, so when you, when you, and I, I got to go back to him. When, when you, when you talk to Winky, did Winky give you any advice? I mean, there's, there's a lot in common here. St. Pete. Well, well, I know Wink. Like, like I actually, you know, bro, like I got so many crazy stories, bro. I told Winky, like I met Winky before I started boxing. Oh, wow. And at the YMCA when I probably, before I first started, and I told him what I was going to do. And this is funny because it's actually happening. Wow. He didn't even he didn't even know who I was like that. You know what I mean? Right. And imagine just a kid, 18, 19 years old, telling you, oh, you fun to be a champion. You fun to be a boxer. You fun to be the next thing. And I'm like, I'll be saying, I know it sounds crazy because a lot of other people probably done told him the same thing. But now for him to actually look me in my eye and for us to look each other in the eye and then get that knowledge that like, I know you remember me. Right. Like you. And he come to the gym, you know, plenty of times. And, you know, that's he's he's a legend our gym you know what i mean so it's always that mutual respect he knows who i am i know who he is and it's it's just that it's just that mutual respect you know he's 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 a great in my eyes you know a lot of people think a lot of people think this is easy too but i saw like and you know i had to not only what i know about you already i looked you up and you spent how many years sparring with keith thurman you spent about four or five years sparring with keith thurman on and off man keep me on and off me and keith been sparring for about three and a half to four years on and off. <clears throat> like when I first started, like it's crazy. Me and him got hella stories. Like me and him is like really, really close. And initially, like he just always wanted to push me. He always wanted to push me. He always wanted me to be better than I was because I guess he seen something in me and I he didn't want to never let me know how good I was, right? right? So his whole plan was to tell me how, not really how, how he his his whole thing was to tell me my mistakes. His whole thing was to basically to tell me like I'm you're here and you're not here. When I'm thinking I'm here, right. you want to tell me guess what that did for me? Hey, he a world champion, so damn, I guess you do got a point. Right. Keep going. Keep going. Let me keep going. And I guess just him constantly telling me that, you know, like not that you're not good enough, but in a way, it's like it forced me to keep going. Still got a lot of work to do is what he basically was telling you. Like, like it's not, it's not, it's not just, it's not set yet. Like we still got work to do. Right. We still got work to do. So I was like, damn, like, I know I'm beating up on people. I know that anybody that put me on, like I'm winning fights. It's like, it's like, I'm doing everything right. What, what more do you want? Right. But I don't know. He did. He just continuously kept pushing me and it, it pushed me to where I am today. So I thank him for that because I probably would have, you know, thought I was good enough. And 
you know, eventually maybe slacked up a little bit. Right. That's dope, which brings me back to you, Steve. How often have you seen a fighter have a little bit of success and then they don't want to listen? And how important is it that you, as a manager, and guys like Keith Thurman who have been in it, who are obviously totally honest with Ricardo, that they tell that fighter the truth? How important is all of that? Well, it, it, it's, a, it's a funny dynamic, and I think that it, uh, it reverts back to not only the sport of boxing, but it also reverts back to any sport. Um, when that fighter gets that little taste of success, when they get a bank account that, 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 hits, that hits some money, they, they get that payday, now all of a sudden you've got a guy that went from being a sponge and, and grinding and being that guy in the gym that's, that's being told, hey, this is what you got to do on a day-to-day, to where now he's kind of, he's kind of in, control, in control. So, so the tables kind of turn a little bit, if, if that makes sense. But the best advice for these guys is to always stay humble, always remember where you came from, and always remember what it takes to get to where you're at now. So, right. you know, the only thing that I could say to these guys is that when they do get a taste, a little, a little taste of money, or if they do feel like, hey, now I made it to the top. Now, now, now I don't feel like getting up at 7 a.m. in the morning because I got, you know, seven figures in the bank and now I'm the boss. Is you've always got to remember, you got to stay humble. You got to stay hungry. You always got to remember where you came from because as soon as you lose that edge. And boxing, guess what? There's always that hungry kid that's always wanting to come up, and he's going to take your oath from you. And that's just the way it is. So my best advice for these guys is, you know, keep it real. Stay to who you are and remember where you came from. You know, don't let don't let that success go to your head. Always get in there. A bit, you know, take the advice from your coaches. Always have the right team around you. Always have the right team that's always going to elevate you and bring you to that next level. Because a lot of these coaches, they can bring you along, but once you gather so much of their knowledge, now they're not really teaching you anything. So now you've got to really get to somebody that can bring you to that next level, and you keep climbing those stairs. If that makes sense, you know. And 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 that's the that's the most important part. Um, you know, and I think that, that 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 that's on a on a playing field with any any athlete, anybody that's out there that's that 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 gets some fame. You know what I mean? So uh, you just gotta you gotta remember who you are and where you came from and how hard it was and the struggle that it took to get there, and don't lose sight of that. And so long as you can keep that hunger and that fire in you, then that's what makes the real champion. Right, man, and and I think that that right there is about as dope as the advice can be right there, man. I appreciate you both stopping by, man. And and Steve, you're into a few other things, right? Um, give me some 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 uh. Some info on some of these other things that you're working on as well, because you're over in, you're based over in Orlando too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in I'm, I'm in New Orlando area. Um, you know, we have a we have a, a boxing apparel company. It's called Maddox Boxing Gear. It's the uh, it's it's the next best thing out there. Quite frankly, it's probably the best the best products in the market right now. Um, you guys can check it out at www.maddoxgear.com, and uh, the, it, it speaks for itself. We got a lot of the uh, the top guys in the industry wearing that gear right now um you know so so uh so that's real exciting and um you know i'm working on some stuff with uh dominique brazil who's out in california 
He uh, he fought Deontay Wilder, but he didn't. He wasn't too successful in that fight. But he's a very very good champion. He's a very good uh, advocate of the sport of boxing. So him and I are working on doing some things with uh, unifying the sport a little bit, and uh, we're working on trying to create a uh, a union for say for for boxers, kind of like the uh, the players' unions that uh, the NBA and uh, the NFL have. So we're, uh, that's in the beginning stages of, uh, of, of what we're working on right now. Um, but, uh, you know, every day we, we work towards better, you know, the, doing a betterment of the sport of boxing and uh, really looking after the fighters, not only the fighters that are fighting for right now, but the guys down the road that are, that are out of the game being there for them, whether it's mentally you know, whether it's helping them with, with, with the financial aspects of, of boxing, just just all in all in one, uh, creating a good a good uh, foundation for these guys. Because at the end of the day, there's nobody that's there looking after their best interest and really creating some transparency on um, on the sport, holding holding these promoters and these managers accountable for uh, for these fighters well-being, man, is, is, is the most important part. You know, it's it's all about humanitarian for me, um, and uh, at the end of the day, that's uh, that's that's what's most important. Dope, dope. My man Ricardo, where can they find you at on social media, man? Where can we find you at? Because we got we getting that more yeah. popping every day. Definitely. So y'all can find me on uh, Instagram at RG like Ricardo Graham Finesse F I N E S S E R G Finesse. Uh, Facebook, you can find me at Ricardo Finesse Graham. And uh, Twitter, it's uh, RG Finesse as well. And uh, that's that's all for now. Oh, YouTube. Um, my YouTube is uh, Ricardo Finesse Graham. So we're going to be trying to put more content up on there for you guys. Um, and um, that's that's pretty much about it, man. But stay tuned. We, we definitely going to have another fight coming up real soon, you know, hopefully in the Tampa Bay area. And um, we're looking forward to having the whole Tampa Bay come out. You know, St. Pete, Water, Tampa, Sarasota, we want everybody to come out. And um, it's going to tell you, every time I'm out there, it's definitely going to be a show. So hey. I appreciate everybody. Hey. And I want to thank everybody. Hey, let's do this before you get out of here. If uh, I'm a little kid and I'm thinking about getting into boxing, you got a piece of advice that uh, that you would give me? If I'm, if I'm a kid dreaming of thinking about getting in the fight game or thinking about anything that I'm thinking about, about chasing, you got some advice for me? I would say that if you truly truly put your mind to it and you stay out of trouble and don't let any distractions or anything take you away from the sport and you want this you know more than anything in the world you want this more do you want to breathe then you got a shot if you don't want it more than you want to breathe don't do it don't do it Boom. Because it's it's the game is you know I mean it's it's permanent damages you know what I mean if you know you gotta you gotta take care of yourself in there you know this is you 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 play anything else you play football play basketball play soccer but you don't play boxing you know the hits that you get hit with are you know you they stay with you so that's why it's important to work on your defense that's why it's important to actually train hard because at the end of the day anything can happen in that ring people have died in the ring. So just when you step foot in that ring, you respect your opponent. Any, you respect everybody. 
you go in that ring and you handle your business because there's no guarantees. But it's well worth it. The money and the lifestyle is is definitely something crazy. You know, you you'll see more things that you've ever seen before. There'll be more places that you ever I mean it's 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 ridiculous. I appreciate that, man. That's good advice, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you both stopping by the DJ Aiken podcast, man. I'll, let's have you back soon, man, so I can I can keep up with the progress that's popping off. All right, man. I appreciate you both. Thank you for Thank stopping you by, man. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Boom. Definitely appreciate those dudes stopping by, man. And again, I appreciate you for rocking with me here at the DJ Aiken podcast, man. Uh, this is it. This is uh. This is like goodbye almost without saying goodbye, man. Once again, man, shout out, shout out to uh, uh, the lovely Brittany Gonzalez and, of course, my man Jason over at Radio Influence and that entire team, man. I will see you soon uh, loud and proud here, all right? So don't move. Just give me seven days, and I guarantee you we come back rocking hard, all right? DJ Eakin, I am out.